Hello there. This is your friend, Pastor Josh. Welcome to this episode on worship. We're talking today about how to make your worship work wonders for you. Have a listen. I trust this will serve you and boost you as you learn to put your faith and your worship to work. Bless you. Why is it that the worship that the nation of Judah engaged in worked wonders for them? And yours and mine does not seem to do the same. So what is it that made theirs work and ours not? In the book of Joshua, when the nation of Israel engaged the same strategic weapon of worship, as they marched around the fortified city of Jericho, the Bible records that the walls came tumbling down. And I want to ask you, how come the walls in your life and mine Remain stubbornly erect. Why? The key is in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And that's what we're going to have a look at. Another example that we've looked at already is the example of Paul and Silas. In Acts chapter number 16, from verse 25 onwards. In their case, when they engaged the weapon of praise, the chains that bound them were loosed. Prison doors were opened. The whole prison shook. Such is the power of strategic worship. And you and I have at our disposal exactly the same weapon. It's exactly the same God. We believe in exactly the same Bible. How come we engage in our own praise, in worship, and our chains remain binding? How come our prisons are not shaking? How come our issues are not responding to the worship that we are uttering or releasing or offering to God? It is not right for you and I to have at our disposal exactly the same weaponry and not experience the same results that our predecessors experienced. When you and I engage in our praise, when we engage in worship, we must also see our enemies routed. The coalitions of enemies that are arrayed against us, they must also be scattered. Our walls of Jericho must also tumble. Our chains must also break loose. Our prison doors must open. Our prisons must also shake. Because it's the same God and it's the same scripture. Amen. I want to hasten to add that I don't think there has ever been any other group of believers that have so many songs of worship at their disposal, like we do. This generation has loads, tons and tons of worship, worship music. There are so many sources of worship songs today. Myriads of songs in any language you want. So this generation does not lack worship. So turn with me, if you would. Second Chronicles 20 and verse number 20. It reads, Early in the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will 
succeed. May God bless the reading of his word. Here are three tips I want to share with you derived from this scripture about how to make your worship work wonders for you in the same way that people in the Bible, the people in the scriptures, when they deployed their weapon of worship, wonders happened. Wars came tumbling down. Their enemies were routed. Their prisons shook. Their chains were broken. Hallelujah. So we want to share tonight, based on this scripture, three tips that can enable your faith, rather your worship. You notice why I'm having this this word faith coming through. It's because that's the answer. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So let's look at three quick tips. Firstly, as scripture said, believe in Yahweh. Believe in God with all your heart. I would add with all your heart. Believe in God. You notice before they marched, before King Jehoshaphat, and this is something that the Lord showed. I was reflecting on this and the Spirit showed me just recently. I did not see the connection previously. So this is a fresh word downloaded just for you. Amen. It's a good place to say amen. Believe in God with all your heart. And I noticed that Jehoshaphat, before he released the people, the singers, the worship minister, before he released them to go ahead of the army and to start marching, before he released them, he addressed everybody. He says, whoa, listen, believe first. Believe in who? Believe in God, in the Lord, your God, in Yahweh. The Hebrew says, believe in Yahweh, your God. Believe in Yahweh, your Elohim. Amen. Now, why did I add the word in your heart? You're going to love me for this revelation. You see, my friends, biblically, faith is not located in the head, but in the heart. This is where we miss it. Many of you believe in God, but you believe in God intellectually, but not in your heart. Pastor Josh, what is the difference? What are you talking about here? Work with me. You see, my friends, I'll just give you one proof. Remember the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, if you believe in your heart, hello, and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. So listen, people are not saved if they believe with their heads and speak with their mouth. You're only saved. Breakthrough happens when you believe with your heart rather than intellectually. Pastor Josh, please, please help me understand this. I can hear some of you saying that. You're saying, Pastor, please, please help me understand. What is the difference? Listen, when you're believing with your head, it's only head knowledge. It's intellectual. It, you see, biblically, your heart is the center of your emotions. Your, your heart is the very center of your whole being. Amen. So until faith is located in your heart, it doesn't work. That's why the Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus with your heart. If you believe with your heart and confess with your lips, you'll be saved. That's why, my friends, we have so many nominal Christians. We have so many people who call themselves Christians, but their lives never change. You know why? They believe in Jesus with their heads, but their hearts are not in it. Mm, I wish I had a witness. My dear friends, this is the secret. This is why some Christians' lives never change. But other people's lives change. You have some believers who've been in the church for years, but they're overtaken by a young believer who joins us, someone who just joins us yesterday, joined us yesterday, and they overtake the, the oldies in the church. Why? Because this newbie believes in Jesus with all his heart with all her heart. Amen. It's not just a mental ascent. It's not just a, an intellectual acceptance. There is a deeper belief. There is a deep-seated trust where deep down in your heart of hearts, in the very recesses of your soul, you believe. You believe that God is. 
you believe that God is real. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. So my dear friends, I want to say this to you. If you want your faith to work, if you want your worship to work, it must be based on a genuine, deep belief, faith, trust in God. Hallelujah. Don't just say, yeah, 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 I believe. That's not believing. You must believe until you feel God in your heart. Amen. So in terms of worship, how is this connected? I said to you, before Jehoshaphat released these people to go out there and march and sing the praises of God, giving thanks to God for his steadfast love endures forever. Before he released them, he said to them, you've got to believe. The foundation was faith in Yahweh. You must believe until you sense God. You must believe until your whole heart resonates with the truth that you believe. Do you believe in the reality of God? Do you believe that God loves you? Do you believe that God's mercy endures forever? I don't mean intellectually. Do you believe in your heart of hearts that Jesus loves you? That God is in your corner? Do you truly believe? If you do, your praise is going to work wonders for you. Oh, my friend, if you just add this ingredient, this is the missing ingredient in our worship. And I see a number of worship ministers are online here. They're with us tonight. Thank you so much. Let me say to you, my friends, we want to change things. Let us change. Let us begin to believe before we worship. Amen. Before we sing, let us engage our faith gear. Hallelujah. If you do that, my friend, ho, ho, your faith will work. Now I can hear someone saying, Pastor Josh, how can I ensure that my faith is not just intellectual? How do I ensure that my faith is not just mental? It's not a, a head faith, but it's a heart faith. What? How can I change that? What can I do, my dear Pastor Josh? Well, my dear friend, that is the subject of the next episode. So let's make a date and we'll complete in part two. We'll talk about this some more. God bless you.